Hi, my name's Bridget Van Sprang and I'm from Sutherland Horses and this is your pre-ride podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about connection and I'm going to be giving you a few examples from my experience. Connection with your horse, if you look at it from a horsemanship perspective, if you follow Monty Roberts, he talks about join up or he starts to talk about join up and how you can get your horse on your side, listening and following you. I like Monty Roberts and I've done a lot of his ideas and methods with my own horses. I've read a lot of his books and I agree with him greatly. Same with Tom Roberts. Although with my horses, yes, I can get them to join up with me. The connection I talk about often to my clients is the connection of communication between you and your horse. I can connect with my horses on the ground, absolutely no problem. Let's give you an example. With my two horses, my two warm bloods that I own, one is incredibly connected with me on the ground and in the saddle. And it's very clear as I often get comments from strangers and judges about how how well this mare listens to me and my aides. My other young horse is extremely observant and connected with me on the ground. She mimics my footsteps, follows where I go, but at times I find that I lose her when I ride. Now, this is not a problem for me as an experienced rider, but I know for a lot of people that lose that ability to connect with their horse with riding, things can go wrong. And I've spoken about in a previous podcast how I am retraining this young mare to accept more with the saddle on and the rider. So I'm actually challenging myself and her and learning more about how she thinks and to get her more on my side. And I'm using the tools I currently have and I'm seeking other professional help to make sure that this mare is 100% connected with me at all times. She's a very intelligent mare and she never would harm me. But I know when I ride her, I'm not getting that 100% out of her. So when I talk about connection to my clients, a lot of them think that the connection is just the horse being obedient. Yes, it is, but it's more than that. You're asking your horse to listen, receive and communicate with you. Once your horse starts to communicate with you and you start to listen and understand, you start to see the subtleties that they start to do and you will be able to pick up their mood, whether there's something is wrong, whether they are too excitable, whatever happens or whatever they're telling you, you can make that assessment before you even get on. Therefore, changes the mood of your ride. And that's why I tend to talk about it a lot. There are a couple of things that I have noticed as a coach, whether we are too soft or too hard on our horses, and often the person thinks that they're right. How you discipline your horse should be based on the character of your horse. The way I discipline my Pinto is not the way I discipline my younger, younger warm blood, my black one. I don't have to be as strict with the Pinto because she is 12 years old and she has known me for in, her entire life and we've built such a strong foundation of relationship. 
I trust her. I trust my black one as well, but she's still learning. So I still have to be quite strict with her, with some things to make her a safe horse, to give her a good life, because that's what I want. When I look at my two horses and I say to myself, okay, why is it that one of my horses is extremely connected with me no matter what I do and that one of my horses is connected with me but I've got this little loophole? I also look at my client's horses and I say, okay, why is this horse very connected to that rider but this other horse is not connected to that rider? The key is time. Time is such a massive player in educating horses. I'll just give you an example. When I bought my Pinto, I was 16 years old. So when she came home at six months old, I'm 16, year 10. I did school. I had two horses at the time, two show jumping horses. But I still gave so much of my time to that little mare. By the time she was ready to come in and start her, start her breaking in process, let's say, coming up to the arena, learning to lunge lightly, just a little few trot circles, learning at three and a half years old how to drive, which is when you've got two reins and they act like a so you've got when you drive a horse it is two reins connected to either side of the bit that goes through the roller and to your hands so she drove at three and a half years old but because I was learning at 19 I didn't do it for one week I did it for six months and I walked her everywhere I did so much with her the basics and the foundations and the process to start this young mare wasn't six weeks at the breakers. It was over a year. And I've had no problems with her. No contact issues, no acceptance issues, no cantilead issues, no forward issues, no break issues. And I look at it and I think to myself, I was so Now, I understand that a lot of people can't send their horses away for one year. However, laying down the foundations on your horse is something we can all do. So you want to think to yourself, where is this loophole? Is it that the horse runs through my hands and doesn't stop? Is it that my horse doesn't go forward? Is it that my horse doesn't listen to my sideways aids or my lateral aids. Think about where that loophole is and think about how it relates to the breaking in process and the foundations that have been laid down for them as a young horse. Now, when I look at Felicity, the Pinto, I'm very grateful at the time that I was able to give her. But I was 19. I was at uni. I was Doing the driving, picking up her feet, 
putting her in the float, all of that was because I had an abundance of time. So she could ask me questions and I didn't rush her. I was able to communicate with those subtle hints from her. So now she's 12 years old. She's an FEI horse that we all thought was very surprising because she hasn't, she never appeared to be an FEI horse when I first bought her. She was just a very, very good horse. But I've been able to harness the connection between her and myself and grow with her because I've always had a connection with her off the horse and on the horse. And it's something I always seek with whichever horse I am with. So if we talk about my young black mare, I'm identifying that I've got a loophole and I am dealing with it. I'm not beating myself up about it. I'm doing my research. I'm asking the right questions and I'm seeking the answers to develop that connection. I also have a pony. If you follow me on Instagram, I have a pony that I've got as well. Now, she is a mountain pony. My mum used her to go up the mountains and spend five to seven days hacking up there. She's unbelievable in her resilience and her drive. She's, she's perfect, but she has had a few frights, not from being up in the mountains, but from other scenarios, which I'm dealing with, but I'm noticing that I'm building this connection with this little man and she's highly intelligent and a very talented little man. And then what I've noticed with the young purebred Frisian gelding that I now have is he was a stallion and he's very connected to my father who did all the groundwork with him. If I'm riding this young horse up at the arena and my father walks up, His attention will go entirely on my father. Not in a bad way, but he does. Because the foundation, trust and communication is there between those two. And I'm the one that has to develop that. So after this podcast, think to yourself, what am I lacking? And fix it. Do not beat yourself up about it. Every single horse person, amateur to professional, will have a horse on their property that they have to seek better connection with. Find a horseman or horsewoman that you understand. You might read Warwick Schiller or watch Warwick Schiller's videos, which I promote to my clients as well because I quite like the way he trains. I really like Dan Maloney. I like Monty Roberts and I like Tom Roberts. I also like the philosophies of Franz Moringa, who writes a book, Horses Are Made To Be Horses. And that's one of the books I'm very passionate about. There are plenty of horsemen or horsewomen out there to follow, to find the connection that suits you, that you are able to connect to your horse. What you may find, and this is just a hint, that not all horsemanship is suitable for your horse. I tend to say to myself, okay, this horseman or horsewoman really trains quarter horses, has a lot of quarter horses, so I'll go to them because I have a quarter horse. 
This horseman or horsewoman trains a lot of sport horses and I have a mixed breed. So I'll go to them. But basic equine behaviour and communication can be sought through a lot of books. Even Kira Kirkland talks about the innate behaviour of horses and she's got a fantastic DVD set of how she talks about training young horses. So I hope this podcast has got you thinking. Make an assessment. Be positive in the way you're going to train your horse and develop a communication. Have a great ride.